people want to be heard and they want to know that they matter. I mean, that is bottom line. So if you are going to send out a survey <laughs> um, at whatever level that you're okay. doing, even if it's a getting to know you, it's a whatever this is. So I get asked two questions all the time. What's a good response rate? Mm -hmm. And what's a good incentive to get people to respond? Okay. Um, in your business of where you are, every single response matters. If you get 10 responses, you get 100, 1,000, whatever, mm -hmm. every single response matters. Those responses should then come back into, how, how are we using this? Comes back into your marketing. Right. We're right. then saying, like, we know these things about these people. I mean, it doesn't have to be a flat-out survey. Okay. But every single thing that we're learning about these people needs to come back in around and tag back in whatever okay. CRM system that you have to Perfect. use in marketing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Agent's Playbook. And I am fired up today and excited because I got Miss Jenny Dennett today. And yeah, a lot of you do not know who she is, but that's okay because at the end of this podcast, you're going to know about her, know a little bit about what's going on. And here's why I'm fired up, that this podcast is normally about real estate stuff, real estate in general, what we do behind the scenes, business things and that nature. And I'm usually interviewing people that are in the industry. And I am not. You are not, <laughs> but you know a lot about business. Yes. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. uh, bachelor's in marketing. Yes, Colorado, yeah, go Buffs. yes. And then an MBA in um, business administration, no? Yep, MBA from Redlands. Okay, Yes. sweet. So my goal, is to have a conversation with you and see what kind of information I can extract from you that Ooh. helps our, I know, right? That helps our fellow agents. Okay. Um, but I guess before we get started, explain a little bit about why I have you here and who you are kind of business-wise and why you're, you know, what your company does, because that might make a little bit more sense to them. I like that. Well, one, we got introduced through Team Kids as well. Exactly. So thank you as former president of Team Kids. Um, I have taken on that role um, right. and you are um, at my side as well. Still. I am. So we are, that's how we then know each other right. is through that world. So, so you're saying philanthropy is important. It's huge. So I, yes, it's a very big part of our, my world, our family. So I run two companies. I run um, McKinsey Corporation, which is a second generation family owned. Um, my dad started McKinsey in, it, next year will be 40 years, okay. which is wild, but we're in the customer insights. Mm -hmm. So uh, market research, customer insights. We really work typically with sales and marketing leaders to understand the people on the other side of products experiences, services, exactly. those types of things. So, so I'm that's gonna interrupt one. Real quick. Yeah. Is this starting to make sense? Because we're in sales mm -hmm. and we should be marketing ourselves. Yes. And Jenny's gonna probably talk to us today about how this can make sense. One of the things we'll probably hear is being authentic, how to be authentic mm -hmm. online and, and in yeah. person and things of that nature. Making sure and I know I'm kind of probably jumping ahead a little bit. You do a lot of studying and researching of the data, mm -hmm. and we're going to talk a little bit about what the data actually does and what it means. Yes, Sweet. and I love to, um, we do a lot of work on the data, but really insights. We want to get underneath of like what actually is happening, um, not just the why is it happening or what's happening. We want to know why it's happening. So yeah. we really want to understand the people right, right. that are on the other side. So we don't want to just get caught up in, I have to countless surveys all the times. There's NPS scores and 
overall satisfaction scores, all these things of 70.5 or 94 point whatever, all of that, but what does that actually mean? Right. So, so in I'll, this evolving world. So if I yeah. know the what and I know the why, the real yeah. question is, is what do we do with that information to better ourselves? Yes. Okay. Yes. You have that answer. Uh, well, it depends, but okay. yes, I for sure. <laughs> That's the biggest part that we want to be able to do is to be able to work with. And okay. I know in your world and in general, in the world that we've just been through, um, and most of our clients that we work with, the market has changed, people have changed, consumers, all things are starting to change. So this is what we want to start tapping into to make right. sure that we understand where we are today um, and then going forward. So we well, do a lot of, yes. Let yeah. me ask you this question, because you, you mentioned that the business was, uh, you, that this one of the two businesses got passed down to you from 40 years ago. Yeah. 40 years ago, digital wasn't. A thing. No. And nope. Digital is very much a thing yes. now. And so I'm sure that there's been some evolution within the corporation and the company to, oh okay. Yeah. So I don't know. And actually I'm curious. So yeah, so being in the family business space is really fun. So I run it with my twin sister, mm -hmm. uh, which is fun. But we always say that dad caught lightning in a bottle like 40, almost 40 years ago. Um, I thought, I mean, for him to know that data and the explosion of insights and data right. back then, wild. But no, the, uh, our company started in the bonus room of our house, and he had um, a printer probably the size of this table, if not bigger. And so I would go to sleep hearing this, da, 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 and they would print out these maps of the United States. And we do a lot in the power sports world, so motorcycles, boats, ATVs, all that. But we, he would map out these huge maps and mm -hmm. then would go on the wall of where all of the dealerships were across the country, where sales were, okay. all of that. Um, and yeah, we would data enter customer satisfaction surveys back in the day and open the mail. So nice. we have been through a lot. The uh, um, I will say running a business like this is incredibly exciting and crushingly overwhelming at the okay. same time because the speed at which information is coming in now, is we, exhausting. We take this and you just started another new company. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do they kind of coincide? Is something completely different? Yeah. So I know, actually, I'm curious in your world, if is is a lot of the firms that you have or brokerages family-owned at all? Yes. Or? Almost almost every brokerage is family-owned. Okay. Um, so you'll see that basically franchise, it's most, most companies are franchise model or independent. Okay. Um, little boutiques and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So a lot of entrepreneurs, and then you, you take that down to the individual agent who mm -hmm. is an independent contractor. So in their, in their own right, they are a business owner oh, as business. well. Yep. Yeah. And, and you'll see anything from a single agent, um, trying to truly survive in this industry all the way up until they've built a, a massive team of, of people it's everywhere in between. I love that. So we, you know, when we started in the business, well, I, when I had two entrepreneurial parents growing mm -hmm. up, they both own their own business. Okay. Uh, so I didn't know, I didn't grow up in a family business. I grew up with entrepreneurial parents. Yep. I mean, we went to the office every weekend, all the things. That and it wasn't a taboo. Oh, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Uh, it's like a wild, different world. So it wasn't until, and then both Kate and I left. Um, and so we didn't dream about, you know, and I quite honestly didn't know what my dad did growing up. I knew he traveled, there were motorcycles involved and computers, but mm -hmm. I didn't know. Um, and so once we left and then came back and started asking questions, we came back in the business about 15 years ago. Um, but we were just head down working through succession planning, transitioning. Mm -hmm. There were employees that have been and still have been with me for 25, 30 years. Oh, wow. nice. So it's a lot transitioning and taking over a business. Okay. And so we felt very alone. Fast forward, we joined um, 
we realize that there's an entire community of other people mm -hmm. like us, which is amazing. So we've joined centers, we've done things. So Next Gen Collaborative is the new business that Kate and I launched this nice. last year. And it's a consulting business, coaching business for next generation family business owners. Okay. For them um, to be able to find their voice to write their sequel. Because nice. a lot of times you don't want to take over doing exactly what your dad did or mm -hmm. your mom. Um, and so how do you find your space in the business? What does that look like? And what does the future of their family businesses look like? Wow, we could make it a completely <laughs> other pot. Because, so, so exciting. Well, you just walked into a room where this this is, this particular franchise is a family-owned business okay. that just got passed on from his father to mm. his son. And it's interesting. We've seen some of the transitions that have occurred and things like that and everything with similar to your, mm. your situation of, business model when when dad built it oh, versus so different. yeah what's happening right now and like, what's this Ooh. rub so a big thing that we talk about is honoring the past but innovating right. for the future exactly and so how do you i mean you have to honor where we came from and there is this huge legacy of what mm -hmm. we're doing and where we are but how do you evolve how do you change right and so we really are working into i mean lots of things and one um the research shows that 70% of businesses in the U.S. are family-owned businesses, which is wild yep. and not surprising. Um, and so how do we then create this collective and collaborative to be able to work together? Nice. But we're really trying to change the narrative between being a family business, mm -hmm. because that feels like we can't move this, like we're, we're in the microphone business right, or whatever, right, 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 right. to being a family enterprise and how are we creating generational wealth. And so be opening that door, like we're now a family enterprise that we've got multiple businesses. We've got, I mean, real estate holdings or this, this type of thing. Right. So I'm sure then a lot of your clients out there, generational wealth and how we're thinking and looking at things differently. Okay. Um, it's a fun space. I like it. Yeah. Well, very <laughs> nice. So let's, let's shift gears here a little bit and let's talk about in our world. So kind of what your company does as far as analyzing this data and figuring out the, mm -hmm. the what's happening and the why it's happening. Let's break that down a little bit. Let's take our industry and we're just going to throw it out on a whim and take our industry, but I want to take it from an independent contractor's perspective. Okay. As an independent contractor in this industry, what questions are you asking me mm -hmm. to try to gather that data and then what are we going to do with it? Okay, what questions am I asking you yeah. in order to find out about your customers? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I want to know, I mean, multiple things. I mean, the, the biggest thing is for you going out there selling mm -hmm. to your, you know, prospects, what is their pain points? Where okay. are they at? What's going on in their world? Gotcha. You know, we always say, too, that um, most services and products do not operate in a vacuum. Right. So what else is happening in their world? Okay. What else is happening in their life? Where's coming into their and the more that you know your end consumer, the better than thing you can be serving them. Gotcha. Right? Give me some examples. How do we find out about our end consumer and what their habits are and what's going on? Oh, well, there's so many different ways. <laughs> I mean, well, the biggest thing, which I, you know, is not, I mean, so we do a lot of surveys and research and those kind of things, but having actual conversations with people. Okay. I mean, that is one-on-one -on -one and being out on the front. Right, right. You know, I chat with a lot of people um, and clients and, I mean, I, probably not as much anymore that then mm -hmm. they're in their offices and their cubicles because right. it feels like people are at home. But right, when was right. the last time you left your home and your office and went out and actually talked to people and find out what was going on and what's what's kind of the pulse, I kind of say, of right. what's happening in there um, so that we can find out what the issues are. I mean, there's social listening that's out there that mm -hmm. we can be seeing. What are, their, what are the trigger points? Like what's yeah. actually happening? Um, 
I would say there's a lot of talk out there if we're mm -hmm. just listening to the, the bigger news stations. Um, I try and come back down, and one of my favorite questions with anybody, um, there's this book that I recommend all the time, I hadn't thought about it that way, by Monica Gisman. Okay. And uh, one, the, very, the best question, instead of saying like, um, what do you want to buy? What's your house? What's your budget? Da da da. Um, the best question to ask anybody in all aspects of life. But tell me your experience with that. So okay. tell me your experience with wherever you've been. You know, gotcha. if this is your first home and you're looking to like, what's your experience growing up? Like, what are we looking for? Or what's your experience with? And we can really connect with people. Okay. So that's on a one-on-one -on -one right, basis. Right, right. Um, if you're looking to then understand your market, mm -hmm. I guess of what's happening. Um, and not knowing enough about if individual agents, when you're calling contractors or agents, they're independent. Yeah, independent I don't know contractors, if real estate um, agents. Real estate exactly. agents. I don't know if they're doing their own research projects um, or if that's usually happening. Usually not. Okay. Usually not. And and well, usually not. I'm going to say yes and no. I'm going to say when when we put together an area that we want to work in, we will do the research behind the area as far mm -hmm. as turnover and things of that nature. Yeah. And you brought up an interesting point. I want to go backwards to what you were talking about. And really, really what I heard was have more belly to belly conversations 100%. and, and or on the phone, whatever yeah. the case may be, but having more one-on-one -on -one conversations. Yeah. And during that conversation and the storytelling that's going on, exactly, <laughs> yes. you will hear what their needs are. And that's where you, you should be gravitating to. Mm -hmm creating that relationship and making sure that, that that bond gets stronger. People want to be heard. Okay. I mean, here's the deal. I send out a lot of surveys. Right. Um, response rates are down mm -hmm. just across the board. Right. Um, but people want their voices to be heard, and they want to know that they matter. I mean, that is bottom line. So if you are going to send out a survey okay. <laughs> um, at whatever level that you're doing, okay. even if it's a getting to know you, it's a whatever this is, the best, and so I get asked two questions all the time. What's a good response rate? Mm -hmm. And what's a good incentive to get people to respond? Okay. Um, in your business of where you are, every single response matters. If you get 10 responses, you get 100, 1,000, whatever, wherever right, right. we're at, but if we're at a smaller number there, mm -hmm. every single response matters. Those responses should then come back into, how, how are we using this? Comes back into your marketing. Right, we're right. then saying, like, we know these things about these people. I mean, it doesn't have to be a flat out survey, okay. but every single thing that we're learning about these people needs to come back in around and tag back in whatever okay. CRM system that you have to Perfect. use in marketing. Um, CRM people, uh, <laughs> you have to talk about that often. Do you have uh, your CRM and is it in place? Because well, you can't keep it all up here. I mean, no, you just we think we can. Cannot yes. do it. Uh, and then uh, the best incentive mm -hmm. for people, because quite honestly, I do not have, I don't need another $5 gift cards to Starbucks right, because right. I can probably pay for my own at this point. Um, the best response or incentive is um, feedback to people. We heard you. This is what we're doing. This is what matters to you. This is how we're either changing it if it's on a customer experience nice. or this is the type of information that you want. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing. Surveys, if you're going down the survey route. Well, not really the survey a, route. Okay. But I, yeah. I, I, I want to I piggyback on this a little bit because I'll, I'll, I'll share a little bit about our industry and what we typically see. Yeah. And you'll tell, tell, me, tell me if they're missing, it, missing the mark here. Um, what a typical marketing piece is in our industry that's going out is usually me, me, me. Yeah. I'm number one, I'm best at this, I've sold more houses than anybody else, I've you know, gotten the highest price, I've whatever the case may be. Yeah. A lot of eyes in there. Mm -hmm. And I always try to have that conversation with people is, it's not about you. 
it's about them. And I'm hearing you say, yeah. you know, we've got to listen to what their needs are, and, they, and they're, they're not being heard. And when we come from I, 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 yeah, yeah we're, we're missing it. I mean, it, there, there's... Am I wrong there? there? There are places, if you want to be the best one out there, and okay. there are some people that want to hire only the best that, you know, of what that is, I guess. You is know? that the norm? Is that the norm? It, no. Okay. No. Did you guys there's, hear that? There, no. <laughs> the best thing to do, I mean, quite honestly, there's another, I'm like an avid reader. There's an amazing book, They Ask You Answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, uh, I'll have to find out his last name, but They mm-hmm. Ask You Answer. So, Look it up, okay. guys, and let's drop it in. We'll drop Here it in the Here is the deal. Um, every single question that you get asked by one of your clients that's mm-hmm. out there, I mean, it happens all the time, and right. most of the people are experts in your field. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time, and yes. there's a lot of you out there. Correct. Um, but what sets you apart, right, right, of giving information? One, doing this podcast, which mm-hmm. I think is amazing, of giving, and so um, giving um, your expertise for mm-hmm. free to other people. Exactly. So you listen to every single question that they ask. Like, I don't know, what's the best interest rate? Is now the best time to buy? Right, right. Like, should I be buying a second house? I mean, all of the things, gathering all of these questions. Right. And then how do we flip that around and start giving answers to people? And so whether or not it's on a podcast, whether it's on your Instagram, whether yep. it's on whatever it is, giving them information. And so you're still talking about you because you're the expert, but you're answering their, their questions. questions. And they're like, man, this guy understands gal, understands who I am. They're answering the questions that I need. And honestly, like, it doesn't have to be rocket science. And I don't mean that in, like, a disrespectful way to people. But average folks have questions that they're afraid to ask. And if you're giving value on a regular basis for free out there, like, man, this guy is incredible. Look what he's giving away for free. He can really help me. He knows his business. He knows what's going on. And it's going to help people. I was just chatting with someone the other day, which is, Different-ish, we help in a little bit of this, but in the personal branding, Mm -hmm. like what is going to set you apart from everybody else and it's being an expert in your space. And the best way of doing that is not about what you think it is to be an expert. It's answering the questions Questions. that your audience has or that your prospects have. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Did you guys hear that? Um, I know I talked fast. (laughs) No, no. So... The, the gentlemen behind the scenes here are probably sitting there. That's what he preaches. <laughs> but you know it's what? different than data, a lot of data. It's like, yes. this is like the small data, I say. But, <laughs> but the thing is, is so often we get caught. It, I, I guess here's one of the things in our industry that, that probably has bugged me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Just because things have been done a certain way for so long doesn't mean it was the right way. 100%. And or it was the right way f- for the time that it was. Right. Like, that's fine. But it doesn't mean this is back to honor the past, but we exactly. have to be relevant for the future. Yes. And too often we get caught up, well, that's the way it's always been done. No, it doesn't mean it was right. It doesn't mean that was the best way. Yeah. And, you know, we evolve and we, yeah. innovation, that's where innovation has come from. And things, have, you know, you've got to make changes and we're, t- you know. In your data, mm-hmm. is there A-B testing involved in yeah. there and things like that? So give me some yeah. examples of how we can A-B test in, in it. Well, we'll find out if you know enough about our industry or understand <laughs> enough about our industry. And if you don't, that's yeah. my fault. I so probably yes, not, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's my fault for not explaining it um, well enough for, okay, so. You're, you're in the residential. Yes. Yes. I mean, no, I, I bought my house 12 years ago. Okay. So I mean, I, you know, I've got, Thoughts about the people that come around or the different things. A-B testing, yes, 
but and I'll even just start with testing. Okay. I mean, that is the thing. Right, like right. the thing too is sometimes I think we overcomplicate this. Right, right. Like we have to come up with all of this stuff. Like just start. Mm -hmm. I was just on the phone with my sister because we run the business together, um, and we run these cohorts, this future family business okay. cohorts. We hadn't run it for a little bit, just because we've got some things going on. I was like, perfect. We're launching a cohort in April. This is where we're getting it done. This mm -hmm. is what's happening. Like let's let's go. Like we're putting it out there. Right. We're getting this done, and let's see what happens. And then when we get people in, then this is what we're going to do. We're going to iterate and we're going to try it again. And I mean, so trying things doesn't mean that that has to be it forever. Right, right. You know, I mean, allow enough time. We to take see it, we, we it evaluate, works. we adjust, we tweak, and we yeah. throw it out there again. And then we, and then part of that whole process is then what were the questions that came out of it? Mm -hmm. Like if then, I mean, in our world, people will sometimes call and I'll, you know, asking for a certain thing. I said, well, no, we don't actually do that. I'm like, okay, that was confusing. Right, right. <laughs> what was on our, so we need to then dial in a bit more and then we try sometimes do we put pricing on our website or do we not put pricing on our website in what's your our, answer to that question by the way i go back and forth okay currently I, if you go on my website i have pricing on it okay. i don't I, and so i'm also um <laughs> a i'm testing it now because someone told me to test it which okay. i don't love i will say i'm very big in the behavioral economics mm -hmm. space right right um, it's wild i mean that is a world um as human beings, we are easily manipulated. <laughs> and if you want to dig into how to market to people, behavioral economics, there's this lady, Melina Palmer, mm -hmm. an amazing podcast, Brainy Business. But I'll just say on this topic, and there's a, actually and another, man, well, I've got so many. But anchoring, I'm just going to say really quick. The problem with um, pricing mm -hmm. is anchoring. Okay. So if I put on my website that it starts at $10,000, that is then then everyone, no matter what price I go up here, they're gonna say, it needs to be $10,000. Right, I've right. anchored them here. And then if I have a call and chat with somebody, I say, you know, sometimes people spend $100,000 on this, they spend, you know, $75,000 on this, they da da da. Right, and right. then I come in and I tell them $50,000, they're thrilled and happy. It's the same reason why you walk into a department store mm -hmm. and you see that $400 sweater in the front, they always put that out in the front right, or the right. couch in the front, and then you go to the back and this one's only $100 and you feel great. Behavioral so, economics. <laughs> I, want to, I want to dive a little bit deeper into this, but I want to change the, the topic a little bit. So in that anchoring, and here's, here's where I want to use it, data collection of the individual's information. Yeah. Because that's where we, yeah. it, in our industry, pricing, pricing, is an, uh, pricing is an issue when we talk about commissions and things like that. But the bigger thing is, is how do I actually lead, capture, and capture their data? And there's a lot of different ways where we give partial information and it's, hey, if you want the rest of this information, you know, you've yep. got to give me some information back yes. versus, hey, let me just give you all the information and hopefully oh, yeah, no. when the time is right, you're going to come out and reach, reach out to me. Yeah. Give me the insight. On how to get information from them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it comes back to value. Then there has okay. to be some sort of value that they're going to get on the back end okay. that you need to then be able to figure out. And that goes back to like what matters most to them. But 100% right. do not give away okay. all of the stuff for free. Okay. That doesn't make any sense. So but you, you need to hold some of it. Yeah. And okay. then ask it in a way that like, I mean, you're not coming out in the beginning of like, what's your income? What's your this? You right, shouldn't right. be, I mean, like we got to start dating here for a minute, like of what we're doing and how are we creating a relationship? I always say right, too, right. like, this is not one time. We don't need to come out and ask for every single thing, you know? Um, Did you guys hear that part about, we got a date first? We got a date, hundred okay. percent. The thing too, that's so funny to me too, is sometimes then you, you'll get someone in front of you like, how did you hear about me? What did you think about me? Like, right. da, da, da. like all, who else did you look at? Where else are you doing? Okay, think if you're on a first date. 
If you're on a first date and someone sat down and they're like, you know, like, well, what do you think about me? And why did you come here? And have you been on other dates? Like, what in the world? Ask me something first. (laughs) Exactly. You know, so what are things? You know, in your world of, um, slightly off topic, but a little bit, I was working with somebody, different space, but they were doing like, I think it was like Measure M, some sort of. Uh, public safety. Mm-hmm. They wanted to know how people were going to vote okay. on this thing. And so they said, we need to do a survey of what are people going to do and how are they going to vote on this one particular measure. They said, no one's going to answer your survey. There's zero reason. But here's the deal. I I feel like an educated person. Okay. And all of those measures come out on the ballots and I'm like so confused. Okay. I have no idea what's happening. If you send me something and say, fill this out and I've got a kindergartner, I own a home in California or in Mission Viejo, I own mm-hmm. a business in right, right. Alisa Viejo, I do this, I do this, I do this. And then you come back and you say, these are the measures that matter to you. This is what's going on. I've just given you so much information, but I've positioned it right. in a different way. So how do we then, this goes back to the behavioral stuff, how do we position this in a way that's then saying, hey, like what matters most to you? Schools matter most to you. Commute matters most to you. Like what's going on? And then we can kind of start saying, and then is it backyards? Is it this? Is it this? Right, right, right. And then, okay, now what do we think is our price range? And now you've already loosened them up and thought, you know what? I want to have the schools. I want to have the pool. I want to have the neighborhood. I want to have these things. Well, yeah. And then typically this type of thing, this is where we're looking right, at. Right, right. Where are you at? Are we in this bucket, this bucket, or this bucket? That's a different way of asking it. Instead of saying, like, tell me exactly which bucket are you in, and then we know how to go. So I think it's positioning it in a less threatening way where they're going to see the benefit. Well, and and this goes back to... We're having a conversation. Exactly. But part of this also goes back to, hey, understanding the questions that people are asking and giving away a lot of that information for free. So I'm giving value so that when we get to the point where I'm asking for information... You've gotten something already. Haven't gotten everything, but you've gotten enough to say, "Hey, yeah, I'm willing. I'm willing to take the next step." Yeah. And I think so many, so often, people forget about that, and they think, "Well, I, as you said, I, I like to call it. I, I always like to use the baseball analogy. And too often, mm-hmm. we go straight from home plate back to home plate, and we're, you know, we we forget to go to first, second, and third, you know, and we're and we're looking for the home run right away. But yeah, um, so. I think that there's there's just some fun opportunities right, to open right. up conversations. So I'm gonna uh, last topic for today that I'm gonna talk about. Got your degree in marketing. Mm-hmm. Okay, talk to me about marketing and how that applies. And um, ask a specific question, I guess. Marketing from the real estate agent to the consumer. What is the consumer really looking at? And I'm not talking. Don't oh, give me colors and this and blah blah blah. Mm. The message. What is the message? Is it more of the same of the conversation that we've been having about um, Mm. bringing value to them and just answering those questions? Or is it, how are we connecting to that total stranger? Right. And we want to have that conversation with them. We want to be able to communicate with them and have the one-on-one. But prior to that, we've got to get their attention. Well, I think that that's the thing. We're in an attention economy right now, of like mm-hmm. how to get people's attention. The biggest thing in marketing right now, I mean, a, a very, very big trend is community okay. and how to bring people together. And so if then, in order to get to the one-on-one, mm-hmm. how are you then thinking about, I don't know, it's like whatever your farm is or your area is, right, whatever right, you call right, it right. these days, but um, what is it that you're creating a community that they want to be a part of? So are there ways to gather more people together and this is the event that you want to be at? This okay. is what's going on. How are you giving me information even when I'm not a prospect yet, but then I could be doing referrals to people. So I think trust 
community Creating is that how community. can you create those Love kind it. of opportunities. And then I'm like, hey, I need to know who this guy Nestor is right. and or I don't need anything, but I would recommend you to anybody. So also not discounting the life. So, I mean, retention, that's a whole nother hour. <laughs> uh, and how to deepen into those type of things. But don't don't forget the people that you have in that community and keeping them engaged and informed of what's happening in the world, even if they're not buying a house today. Love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Yes. Um, oh my gosh, that went so fast. It did go fast. <laughs> um, how do they How do they find you? Yes. Um, I'm most active on LinkedIn. Okay. Jenny or Jennifer Dinan.com. We're gonna um, we'll drop everything yeah. down in the notes I mean, down I, below. But okay. always always open. I love these kind of questions because now they ask, I answer. Okay. I'll do a I'll do a video next week on nice. all the questions you had. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you very yes, much. Thank I really, you. truly, truly appreciate it. And we're going to have to do a follow-up on this. I think so. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Awesome. All thank right. you, Nestor. Thank you. Thank you.